0: And welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham, and I am here today. I'm joined by Laura Hale, and she loves to help people access the and trust their intuition, especially by learning to make intuitive decisions. No more pro and con lists, people. Yay! <laughs> no more looking at all the possibilities. Yay! Use your own inner oracle to feel confident in your next steps. Uh, So we're going to talk to Laura about that. And we're also going to talk to her about cardology, which when I first looked at that word, I thought it was cardiology. It's not, it's cardology, which is astrology and numerology of playing the cards. So mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. So let's jump into it. Laura, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Can you? Thank,
1: yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Ah, This is going to be an interesting topic. Tell us a little bit about how did you get into trusting intuition and cardology and astrology and... <laughs>
1: All of the stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, I well, first of all, out of college, I worked for Arthur Anderson in Chicago, which, if you remember, the Enron scandal—they were the accounting firm for Enron. Oh yes. Yeah, I was there at that time. They had, and that all happened about three months after
0: 9/11, and mm-hmm. so
1: people were sort of just losing their jobs right and left around me. My mm-hmm. company was slowly starting to kind of shut down, and I just thought this is a 90 year old company, one of the big five accounting firms. And it's basically, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was really disillusioned by that. And because I thought, oh, I have a stable job. And so I went back to school to become a high school Spanish teacher, which is definitely a stable job. Mm -hmm. And I did that for six years. And then I, in the middle of that, I trained in becoming a yoga teacher. And that was sort of like my first experience with people that weren't working normal nine to five jobs. I have, you know, my family's all business owners, doctors, teachers, nurses, kind of just normal, Mm -hmm. regular jobs. And so I was kind of looking around at all these yoga teachers and they're just doing whatever. And then I spent three summers teaching abroad in Spain while I was teaching high school. So I was kind of teaching year round and teaching yoga. And then in 2009 in the fall, I got this really strange food allergy. I felt like I had food poisoning off and on for weeks and my dad's a family physician. So I asked him and he said, well, you probably have IBS. And I said, you've been telling me I have IBS for like a decade and this is way different. So I, he, so he decided to get a blood panel drawn. So I got my blood taken and I had my eosinophil count was off the charts, which is one of the white blood cells. And it was actually at a, kind of a dangerously high level. So I cut out the foods that had shown up on that blood panel did not help. Then I went to what I call a skin prick allergy doctor where they, you know, test all of the different things on your skin. And he brings his medical intern in and he's like dumbfounded by the numbers that I'm showing and my blood work. And so he's going through all of these foods that I'm allergic to. And he's basically saying most of these, if you quit for a few weeks, you'll probably be able to eat them again. But, and he says, you'll never be able to eat eggs again. And in that moment, first of all, I love brunch. But I was kind of paralyzed, so I was just taking it all in. But I heard this really loud no in my head. And I finished the whole appointment, got in my car, cried for a little bit, and then thought to myself, I'm not going to live like this. This came on out of nowhere, and it's going to go away. And I refused to participate in this idea that I'm never having eggs again. So I started asking my yoga friends, and one of them sent me to an energy healer. And it's funny because now I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, and she moved here around the same time I did. She sent me to a nat practitioner, which is an allergy elimination technique where they mm-hmm. use acupuncture needles. I don't know if you've heard of it. They use mm-hmm. acupuncture needles to help clear allergies. It's amazing. That man was a retired anesthesiologist who looks like looked like Santa Claus. And he says, you don't need me to heal. You can heal yourself and gave me Louise Hay's book. I think it's You Can Heal Your Life. Mm-hmm. And so I did a few sessions with him mm-hmm. and I don't exactly remember when I decided to dare to try eggs again. But I was regu- regularly getting my blood tested cause, just to appease my dad because he was really worried. And it never, I never had any issues with my blood again. Eventually, I started feeling better. And now I just I eat whatever I want. After that, I sort of started reflecting on my life and what I was doing with it. And back then, I kind of started the process of what I'm teaching people now, which was I thought, well, maybe it's the school I'm at and I should just switch school. So I'd imagine myself applying to another job at another school walking around those hallways and I knew immediately it wasn't the right choice. So I kind of like future project myself into that, the energy of that. And I could tell that it wasn't quite right. So I decided just with no plan at all, other than to pick up more yoga classes, to just quit my job. That was in like 2011. And so since then I've been just bouncing around, doing different things and teaching yoga, managing yoga studios. I took Reiki training. I was training people in Reiki. And then I moved to Asheville from Indianapolis, About three and a half years ago, my friend and I started a business together and then COVID hit and we were just doing what everyone else was doing, which was like puzzling and coloring. And then (laughs) last fall, we decided the business wasn't really going anywhere. It just, we were trying to accommodate each other too much. So now we've gone our own separate ways. I mean, our friendship is actually way better than it's ever been. So we decided to rescue the friendship and dissolve the business Mm -hmm. and... Now I'm kind of pulling together everything that I've learned over all of that time, including, I didn't really get to the cards. that's a whole different story, but we'll get there in a second. But when I was doing the Reiki training, I did a, a a training within the Reiki training that was training you how to use the theta brainwaves of your mind to create an intuitive or psychic workshop where you can go to learn how to work on healing yourself, to learn how to set goals at a different level of your mind so your mind is more accepting of what you're trying to do with it and it's Mm -hmm. this 30-day process and i i run this class from time to time so if you're interested just we'll get to my information later but i i run it several times a year and it's called activate your inner oracle and in the middle of all of that when i was working on reiki and doing some energy healing work with people and teaching yoga i went on a girl's trip to boulder colorado and got a psychic reading. And that person says, you are the six of clubs. And I almost fell out of my chair because I thought, what does that mean? I went, before we even left Boulder, I had purchased all the books I could find online. And then I got home, I was studying it, and I kept thinking I should reach out to that woman and see if she would train me because I just didn't like the vibe of the books. They were kind of negative. I kept thinking I should reach out to her, but I'd have to call that store because I lost her business card while I was standing there looking in my wallet for something. And this thing fell out on the floor and I bent down, picked it up and it was her business card. And I looked up and I was like, okay, I got it. And I sat down and I typed her an email right then. And she was getting ready to start a little course on training people with the cards. So I worked with her for a while, making reports and things for the cards because she's been studying them for 20 years. And then we decided to let her run that business. But I, I took the content also with me and decided to make all of those cards, each card its own course. So you can learn about cardology and your card all at the same time. Cause the system, it's not as complicated as astrology, but it is pretty layered and it's really interesting. So everyone has a card for their birthday and there is astrology. There is numerology involved. If you think of like, I'm a six, some of the six numerology things kind of apply to that. Each of the s- suits have a similar kind of theme like the tarot so it's also got themes of the tarot in it and they're laid out on these two spreads the cards are and this is where it would get different become be different from astrology and the tarot they're laid out sort of like the periodic table of elements and your card has a hand and it's basically the cards that follow your card or your hand and so when we say these are just the cards i was dealt i guess or i'm just playing the game of life like this is all real I mean it's a real system and so you will have a Jupiter card in your hand and a Mars card and a Venus card and the energy of Venus if you know astrology is the same type of energy and so you have a Venus kind of energy with that card and if you have someone in your life that has the Venus card in your hand they're going to feel I guess it's Venusian I don't know (laughs) they're going to feel Venus to you So you're going to have a really pleasant relationship. It's going to be really easy and nice. And you're going to feel like you have a lot in common. So every card has relationships with every other card. And so there's like a container for relationships that the cards explain as well. And I have reports on my website that you can get that explains the container. But what I really wanted to do with all of this is help people understand themselves better, understand their relationships better. So there are pro tips. There are questions to reflect upon in addition to kind of the explanation of what it all means. And I have found with my experiences of talking to people with their relationships, you are in these energies and you cannot do anything about them. They are the energies between you and all you can do is learn how to manage them and like take them to a higher, uh, a higher vibrational level, really, because every energy and every card has a high side and a low side. So you can be operating out of the high side or the low side, So if you think about the easiest ones to think about, which are like the Jack, Queen, and King, the Jack is kind of like a prince or princess. They, on the low side, they're going to be trying to get away with things. They might be a little bit shady. They're trying to slough off responsibilities. But on the high side, the Jack is preparing to be the King. And in the cards, the Jack is actually uh, one of the channels, like bringing higher knowledge down to the world. So you can also find a lot about your purpose in the cards too. And all of that is in the cards courses. Um, And yeah, so yeah, I think that wraps up the two stories. Sometimes I get sidetracked and miss the end of a story and people are like, wait, but can you still eat eggs now? (laughs) Like, oh, I forgot to mention that. Yes. Can you still eat eat eggs now? I do eat eggs. Yes. I refuse to participate in that. And I don't know if you saw the documentary Heal. Heal. Yeah. Well, they talk about that in there you know, there's the diagnosis, which is you cannot eat eggs, which I believed in that moment because I felt horribly. Mm
0: -hmm. And then the
1: prognosis, which is you'll never eat eggs again. And I just said, no, I refuse to participate in that prognosis. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to live like that. So I think for me, it was a lesson in nothing is permanent and we have the ultimate power and deciding how to move forward and what to do. And uh, ultimately that was like my wake up call. I ignored it when I went to my yoga teacher training where People were handing me Oracle cards and doing hands-on energy healing. And then I, so I kind of like for just ignored it, went back to my normal life. Two years later, got my butt kicked by this illness. And then that was the beginning of my spiritual awakening. So can you go into a little bit
0: about what these energies are? And you said that, you know, we, you can't do anything about the energies. You just have to learn to manage them. How do you manage them?
1: That's a great question. I'm so glad you asked. Um, (laughs) So let's say someone has a Saturn energy between Mm -hmm. them. So that is going to be like, first of all, the upside of Saturn is it's really stable. It feels really stabilizing. Mm -hmm. So you don't really have to manage that. You just get to enjoy it. But then it can be a teacher, student situation, boss. Someone's learning something. You're in a classroom together. You're teaching each other, which you know, is true in some ways, but you have to think of relationships you have where you're just, it's so easy and you're just friends and like, it's just really smooth. That would be probably Venus. So with Saturn, it's you're going to bump into each other a little bit more. And if you can take that step back and say, okay, this person is my teacher. What am I learning right now from this? And what am I supposed to uncover about myself? you It's taking an attitude toward it. And, and it kind of points you in the direction of that attitude. There are also other ones like Pluto, which can be very difficult, but you feel like you are magnets to each other. You cannot get away from each other until whatever needs to happen, whatever you need to learn or uncover happens. But, it, but if you're spiritually evolved and you come in together with a Pluto person, it's just going to propel you even further in your spiritual evolution in like a really positive and enjoyable way. But if you're refusing to do your inner work, Pluto is going to be awful. So it's... it's It's that kind of thing that I'm talking about. How do you find out
0: what the other person's card is? Do you need to know what the other person's card is or do you?
1: Yes, you do. So on my website, which if you're just dying right now, it's lauratheintuitive.com. It's in the menu, the cards. Mm -hmm. And you can look up your birthday and read about your birthday, your card. You only Mm -hmm. need the month and day of your birthday. So everybody with like an April 2nd birthday will have the same card. And so you can look at that and you can look at, the course, if you want to get the course. And then below that search, there's a search where you put two birthdays in or two cards in, and you can find out the two energies and a little bit about those two energies and then purchase the reports. So we have reports for romantic and then non-romantic. Like if you're butting heads with your mother-in-law or something, (laughs) you could just look into that. Cause I think for me, what it does is it gives you that validation of, oh yeah, this energy is hard and it is okay that it's hard. I'm not crazy. This is what we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be engaging with each other and and what this is all about is um, learning for me. So I'm always looking at people's cards. Celebrities, couples like JLo and Ben Affleck getting back together and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like, what? And and even things like Putin and Zelensky have the same card, actually. And wow. um, I know. And so when you meet someone with the same card, they usually trigger you really badly. But their second card, you have a second card, that's a long story. It's based on your sun sign. So if you're Aries, your Mars card in your hand is your second card, most important, second most important card. And really, I would say it's like equal in weight for me. When I read those two descriptions, they're they're the same for me. And in the in the report, or excuse me, in the course, you'd be able to look that up and find all that out. But their second cards are very different. And I think a lot of times that's where you see the biggest difference is when you look at this person's second card. And so you've got one. Like, well, both the Two of Diamonds, people that are Two of Diamonds can be very controlling. But Putin's second card is the Eight of Clubs, which is a very controlling card. And the, Zelensky's Ten of Diamonds is Jim Carrey's card, which is drawing everyone in and making this big, like, circle of people around him. So he's very much on the ground, and, and I think his countrymen are really following him. And that's very much what a Ten of Diamonds does is draws people into their orbit like everyone, we're all in this together, and I'm gonna be here with you, kind of thing. So, it's really wild to see it play out in the real world. Um, some of these themes that you see, and so, yeah, you can look all this up on my website.
0: I just got chilled as you were saying that. So that's yeah, it's wild.
1: Pretty, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. I, when I I almost fell out of my chair when I was like, they have the same card. Pfft. I have had two roommates with my same card, and it was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you just get annoyed by everything that they do because you're it's like, you're so similar. And, and I have know there are couples that are married that have the same card. So, you know, I think it's probably a little easier when you're, um, not, if you're not a comp- competitive person, like if you're not competing with them, it probably is a little bit easier, but it is very much like kind of in, in your face reflection of things that you might want to fix about yourself. So, Yeah. Well,
0: I do believe that being in relationships with people or in really, I mean, that's our greatest teacher about who we are and that's how we learn who we are at a soul level. So, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And some people, you know, they, they challenge you on a different level all the time. And so, so if you're, so if you have a boss who, who really like, you know, stokes your fire and you have a hard time working for and you want to learn how to manage that relationship better. Can the cards really help
1: with that? Yeah. You could um, get the non-romantic report, by the way. You don't want to read the romantic report on that. (laughs) You'll be (laughs) skeeved out. (laughs) But um, yeah, it can definitely kind of show you the purpose is really what the reports show is the purpose of the relationship and sort of Mm -hmm. how you're supposed to be evolving because of it. But there's another layer to this, um, not related to the cards, which is, you know, kind of that like self, self, um, or that responsibility of your reaction to someone, that, something that someone's doing, which is, I had this astrologer one time say to me, you know, if you asked everyone in the room, what they think about the color red, they're all going to have different stories. But if the color red is just doing red, and they're using, you know, they're placing their story on that person. So if they're having trouble with their boss, you've got to look at What is it that's bothering you? And deep down, what is that really saying to you about yourself? Ew. Yeah, I know. It's not fun (laughs) to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Who wants to do that?
1: I know. Nobody, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) Ew.
0: Well, how do... Okay, so now... In, in, in the intro, I said I, I, said, I told everybody that you, no more pros and cons lists. So yeah.
1: how do you go about doing that? Okay, good, I love this. Okay. so I would call your inner oracle the part of you that already knows the answer. So I've done a lot of intuitive readings over the years, done a lot of Reiki sessions where I talk to people. and usually when I'm telling them something, they already they already kind of know it deep down. They're just Mm. not admitting it to themselves, or maybe they didn't quite see it as clearly. But so there's this part of you that already knows the answer and knows what to do, but we're just getting bombarded with so much, and we're trying to live up to other people's expectations, society's expectations, whatever's happening on Instagram at the moment. And so we're really trying to uncover all of that. And I used to talk a lot about what am I supposed to be learning from this, but I think it's more about what am I supposed to uncover about myself from this To find, Hmm. because if you uncover all your crap, then you're just this soul in a human body. So you could get to that kind of soul slash oracle part of you. So I usually like to take people through a really simple exercise. And this is specific to decision making, which is why I say like no more pro con lists. Not that they can't be helpful, but I've never completed a pro con list that has actually led me. And I've never actually felt better after doing it. I usually just feel more overwhelmed because not only do you make 35,000 decisions every day, but now you're having to decide what's on the pro side, what's on the con side, what's weighed more than another thing. It's just more work. So in this way, what you're doing is you're actually feeling energetically into it. So if you pretend right now, like you're, and if you're out there listening and you want to close your eyes, pretend like you're going to the worst restaurant in your town and ordering the worst thing on the menu that you would completely never want to eat. squid. Right. (laughs) And then now you're at your favorite restaurant ordering your favorite meal. And you're just kind of trying to feel that in your body. Yeah. So there should be like, everyone's going to have different words to describe this, but it's like expansion, freedom. Yummy. Yummy versus this constriction, closing in, shutting down, shrinking in energy. So you can apply that to all kinds of different things. Like I just finished that, um, activate your inner Oracle course. And one of the students was at the end was trying to decide about four different jobs that she could go to. And so I had her go to her intuitive workshop, which sits you into a different kind of energy because you've done all this work to kind of get yourself there. And she had four doors in front of her and she walked into each door. And instead of, um, Thinking logically about it, instead of going through a checklist of how much money is one paying and how many people are working at this one, she felt into the energy of each one. And by the time we were done, she eliminated two of them completely as options that she hadn't. Before that, she thought one of them was a really strong option, but when she fell in energetically to it, like projected her energy into that space, she's like, there's a facade of fun. And then it's kind of a nightmare on the inside. She could feel that that depth. So that's really my passion is getting people to be able to go to that different level of their mind to be able to make these kinds of decisions. And so that's what my training's about. I have a freebie on my website to kind of get you started, activate your inner Oracle, and it will take you through some quizzes. One quiz Amy took earlier, right? Yes. (laughs) It was very interesting. Yeah. So, Uh, yeah. And what, so it was the, quiz on basically your intuitive superpower, which is your yes. Claire. I mean, your Claire was which one? Claire cognizant. Claire cognizant. So clear yeah. knowing, which is yes. for people that aren't sure what that is. It's, you know, we're used to the word clairvoyant, I think is probably the most popular word you hear, but there's, there are basically these Clairs that line up with learning. I call them like learning abilities. I used to be a teacher. So if you're kinesthetic learner where you need to move around to learn, or you need to be, um, like physically active when you're learning that would more relate to being clear sentient, which is clear feeling. And you might actually feel things in your body, kind of like some empaths do, you know, if you're clear cognizant, the learning style for that one might be actually might vary quite a bit, but I would say just kind of repeating words would help you. And clairvoyant people need images they need to see it to learn something so that that ties in a little bit so that's kind of generally it's like your five senses almost so claircognizant it's like you just know you don't know why you know you have no proof you've not you've not seen anything you've not heard anything you just know and it's kind of the hardest one to pinpoint because you don't have any like I saw a vision or I heard something in my head you don't really have that so the quiz will tell you which one is your most primary one and you can learn them all. They're all skills, just like what I'm talking about with intuitive decision making. It's a skill and it's just practicing just like you would if you learn the piano. So all of that's in that freebie on the front page of my website.
0: It's a really cool quiz to go through. Uh, and it, it's a, it took me all of less than three minutes to, to go through. And then she sends you a nice little PDF about all the different um, declares and what it means. And mine was, like I said, it was... Claire Cognizant says, Claire Cognizant must rely on faith to receive their answers, experience fast download of thoughts, spend their time thinking a lot. (laughs) It's sudden ideas seemingly out of nowhere. Yes. Sometimes I'm like, where did that come from?
1: Right. Just downloaded it. What is the month and day of your birthday? Because now I'm, I'm doing like an unscientific study.
0: May 16th. Okay.
1: We're going to look up your card real quick. Okay. Because I just have this theory that... Well, no. see. This doesn't work. Okay. So, you're a three of diamonds and seven of hearts. Three of diamonds is the secret of sweetie pie. Ooh. And we always kind of like to have a, the title be something that we're like calling people out on and then something that's really positive. (laughs) Secretive is not a horrible thing. There are other ones that are kind of more intense, but basically you're highly curious, innovative, helpful and socially skilled, deep and gracious. You can be a martyr sometimes. You're secretive because you might be a private person, but you're, you're sweetie pie because you're kind to others even if you have trouble receiving kindness. You might need to let go of sacrificing for others, being who others want you to be instead of who you really are, and projecting pain outward. So some of these things, you know, as we get older, we kind of pass through it. So if you're reading this, you're thinking, I used to be like that. Congratulations, you've passed through it. And you, so as a three of diamonds, you're naturally integrated in the masculine and feminine sides of your brain. So it's like the yin and yang. It's not gender related, although it's really interesting. And in another study I would like to do someday there are certain cards that lend themselves to more gender fluidity than others do. And the threes are definitely one of them because they're just integrated in that masculine and feminine side. So you're not going to be like, super girly girl or super men aren't going to be super masculine men it's just kind of how it is and people love being around you you might have some self-esteem issues you have a lust for adventure mm-hmm. and you're naturally curious open-minded and provide a feeling of security for them for your family yeah.
0: Yeah. pretty much yeah yeah that's me yeah it's yeah.
1: a good card to have the they're, they're, three of diamonds is a really good card i mean They're all good cards in certain ways, but some people have harder life paths than others. Um, Just kind of inherent in the card. It's just like a more difficult life path. And so the three of diamonds is, I think, can be challenging, but um, can also kind of rise above it really easily, where some people kind of bang their heads against the wall more than others. Yeah. Interesting. And then you said the seven of... Mm Mm-hmm. Seven of hearts. So diamonds are, generally speaking, diamonds will all have being a diamond in common. And the diamonds are considered the adults of the deck. The hearts are the children. The clubs are the teenagers. The diamonds are the money earners. And the spades are considered the wisdom keepers or like old age retirement. So you have this blend of kind of the diamond and the heart. And the diamond, people want to know what's important The clubs usually tend to want to research everything and find out all the information. The hearts are kind of the people people. They like to interact with people or um, just, um, and they're kind of more centered in their emotions. And then the spades are kind of holistic, but they're action oriented. They like to get things done. So the seven of hearts is the hopeful pilgrim, which is sensitive, unique, introspective, social. You're a great counselor. You may have some painful experiences in this life. Your optimistic and sunny attitude and independent spirit make you the hopeful pilgrim. You're letting go of attachment to pain and emotional wounds and letting go of the expectation of betrayal and um, passive aggression. Colorful imaginative personality. Your capacity for joy is equal to your capacity for pain. Part of your path is to feel embraced and accepted for who you are and emotional safety is a priority for you. You're highly empathetic. You may lose yourself in the feelings of others. And you have a complicated emotional nature. You may also unconsciously control and manipulate others and attempt to avoid pain and disapproval. And they, your loved ones are supposed to ask you to confront yourself around being more honest with your neg- negative feelings. But they should be kind when they do that. Do you resonate with that? Because I don't know very many seven of hearts.
0: Yeah, actually.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So there's you usually get two cards.
1: Yeah, your- because so because of your birthday, the sixteenth of so your Venus, Taurus, which is ruled by Venus. So the mm-hmm. Venus card in your hand is the Seven of Hearts, and that's why your second card is the Seven of Hearts. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So it's just gonna it's it's gonna just make it more important. Okay. Than than the other cards in your hand. So the card like your Three of Diamonds is called the Sun card. There is no Earth card but there is a moon and Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and then some others beyond that. And so we look for your Taurus, which is ruled by Venus. So the Venus card in your hand is the seven of hearts. And that makes it a strong card for you.
0: Yeah, actually, that that did resonate. That's pretty interesting.
1: It's pretty (laughs) crazy. Good. It's good to hear, because sometimes people go, I don't know. And then I'm like, are you in denial? Or just sometimes, I mean, the system doesn't, it might just not resonate with some people at all, you know? So I'm usually like...
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, some people, I don't I don't know if they necessarily live who they are. Um, yeah. But that that could be interesting. So how how can you use these cards and your intuition to help you when it comes to relationships, I guess? I mean... Or, I mean, like if my husband's birthday, if he was, um, what was his birthday? September, October 27th. And, you know, how could we have used the, the, the cards to, you know, navigate any issues in our relationship?
1: Let me see. So you have, he's the eight of hearts. So right off, um, I can tell that your seven of hearts and his eight of hearts are right next to each other. Which would give you a past life moon connection. So one of the charts is this current lifetime, and one of the charts is past life. And that past life moon connection would make you feel really close with each other, um, kind of give you that long-term stability. But let's look at what a direct Eight of Hearts is with the Three of Diamonds and see what that says real quick. Okay, so your primary relationship actually is Venus and Mars, which are actually a really great combination to have because if you think of Venus as kind of being the feminine energy it's just deep love vibes and then the Mars energy is well it's passionate it's really good for um, romantic relationships and then it's about doing things together and getting things done so you'll probably feel like you're in sync with each other you probably felt like you were in sync with each other and that Mars card is can also, though, if you kind of stop doing stuff. So, the Venus card, the downside of Venus is you might get lazy and kind of lay around the couch and not get things done. And when that happens, the Mars card will cause you to bicker. So, the Mars card wants you doing things and projects or taking walks or whatever. But if you don't do that, you're, you could start to kind of bicker with each other. So, it seems like, and that's sort of like the high level. So, the reports are very high level, they're two energies, but. There are, there are actually several layers to the energies in the cards, and you can kind of go really deep. But I would say seeing the past life moon and the Venus and the Mars, you really have a high level of friendship, probably a medium level of being drawn together, and then a, probably a medium to low level of challenge. Did that? Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it can help with that. I think, you know, the people that are, they're either just curious about the system or their relationship is really challenging and they want to know why. And so that's when it can really be helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's really yeah. cool. And I was just asking, cause I wanted people to see how this kind of works together so they could
1: yeah.
0: go to your website and, and check this out. So they can just go and enter in this information and then they get the reports or do they sign up for a reading with you or how does that work?
1: I'm not doing readings right now. Um, They just have access to the reports. And if they really want to do a reading, they can just shoot me an email and we could set something up. And then the full on course for the card is out there. And then if they follow me, I'll be doing trainings from time to time or kind of small group things where we dive in deeper so that people can have a deeper understanding of whatever it is they're working on. I am doing intuitive readings. And if they want to sign up for an intuitive reading, They could do that and then i could um or they could just ask for me to do the cards as well since if they're listening to this podcast they could just say hey i heard about the cards will you look at those for me so i can do that as well the
0: cards tell you whether or not somebody that you're dating or that would they tell you whether or not that person is your quote-unquote soulmate
1: no um (laughs) (laughs) Um, asking for a friend (laughs) yeah i mean really though it's a good question and one i would like to know but um they can they're definitely connections that are excellent for long-term relationships so i could look at that and say this is really good for a long-term relationship it doesn't mean you know nothing's guaranteed but in addition to these two facets we're talking about personality and we're talking about relationships there is a third piece which i don't have on my website but would be something i could do in a reading which is similar to astrology, you actually have cards for every year of your life. And so you have five main cards that govern the year. And then you have every 52 days is governed by a set of cards. So you can actually see if someone pops up, their card pops up and what the energy is in the current time or kind of what you're focusing on for the year in in the cards for the year. So there's that kind of timing piece too. And there's a lot that can be shown from kind of what you're dealing with. And not all the time do you see their card pop up, but I do have a friend that met their karma card. There's a karma card connection. And you could see it. I mean, she met him and then it was like, it was in her cards. It started on a certain date. That card came up and then three days later she met him. So it's like his card was right there in, in her spread for the year. There are a lot of cardologists or they so cardologists out there that do those types of readings that have like software and and do all of that. But I... That's just not really my thing and I haven't studied it that long. I just, I have the ability. I like to teach. So I, that's why I put together the course and I like to present the reports so that people have kind of an overview of it. And then if they really want to dive deep, there are plenty of people out there that they can check out. There's actually, um, I think it's like the association of cardiology or the cardiology association you could find. And you could look up people there if you want to re- get a really deep reading from someone who's been around for a long time doing readings, which is not my expertise,
0: Well, you um, are also doing a walk um, in Camino in Spain.
1: Yeah, the Camino in Spain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that. This is a walking pilgrimage. And typically you would walk from like southwestern France across northern Spain to northwestern Spain and it's it started in medieval times. It's over a thousand years old, and it started because some people found quote unquote found the remains of Saint James the Great in the in a field. <laughs> so the Catholic Church uses propaganda to get people more involved, and so people started walking to this area, and it was nothing. And, and now it's a town and a city. And like Ferdinand and Isabella built a hospital in the square where the church is. And now the hospital is a hotel. And so it's this kind of spiritual pilgrimage. Shirley MacLaine went in the 90s and wrote a book about it called The Camino. So Thanks. if you want to read more about that, there's also a movie on YouTube. You can rent it with Martin Sheen in it. It's called The Way, which is the translation. The Camino means the way. So you can kind of get an idea of what it's like. Normally people stay in hostels and they carry all their stuff with them and they wash their clothes every night. There's no part of me that wants to be involved in that. So <laughs> we are staying we call it posh pilgrimage and we are staying in a hotel and you get bussed out and we walk we're walking like 15 kilometers a day and is that right yeah no 20 20 to 22 kilometers a day like 14 to 15 miles a day i think this is all on my website too um so we're doing kind of a short run we're going from this town called orense in spain which is northwest of madrid and walking into santiago which is the, where you finish the pilgrimage and then you get your little certificate of completion in that town and so we have everything planned everything mapped out and I did this in 2018 but I did it in Andalusia down in southern Spain and what I realized was I wasn't having to really make decisions for like a whole week other than what I was eating and picking out of the minimal amount of clothes that I bought, brought with me because everything was kind of set up for you and you know people usually assume that you're supposed to be suffering when you're doing this kind of thing but it's my view that when you're physically suffering you can't it's hard to, I mean, you're doing your inner work and you're having a process, but it's really hard to focus on that intuitive guidance if you're, you've got blisters and you're trying to figure out where you're going to stay every night. So this, for us doing this Camino and bringing people on it, it's to give them the space to have that quiet ability to tune in to their inner wisdom. And what I always tell people is the Camino calls you to go. So. It's like when it's time for you to go, you'll know it's time for you to go. And you'll kind of be called by the universe to do it. So we're, it's like a six or seven day trip and we're staying kind of in the same hotel most of the time because you're not getting very far each day. And then the bus drops you off, we walk, the bus picks you up, go back to the hotel, we eat meals together and that's pretty much it. So it's very much a spiritual pilgrimage, connecting into your inner wisdom, hanging out with really cool people and not having to worry about anything for a few days. Amazing. sounds
0: amazing. Is it, when is the When is the pilgrimage?
1: We leave the 20... Well, it starts the 24th of September, but we tell people to get there a day ahead of time to get more adjusted to the time change because we do start first thing in the morning. Actually, no, we start in the afternoon on the 24th, and then we walk until... I believe it's the 30th of September.
0: How much does it cost?
1: We have two different prices, and that is if you have two people going with you versus if you're one person... For double occupancy, it's 2,640 euros per person. So I have to translate that into dollars. And then if it's single occupancy, it's 3,040 euros per person. And it includes basically all six nights in hotels, breakfast and evening meals, luggage transportation, a tour guide that comes with us, and the experiences that my friend and I that are leading it that we do. She does breath work, I do yoga, and we're going to kind of help people with their inner oracle and working on that inner wisdom. I will probably do something with the cards as well. And that's pretty much the main, main gist of it. So that's also on my website under experiences. If you want to check that out.
0: Very cool. I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Is there anything else that you would like to mention about either the cardology or intuition or anything? No, I you're think
1: we pretty much covered it. I feel, I feel complete.
0: Very cool. Well, I have one other question that I like to ask all of my guests and that is if you have an opportunity to speak with somebody, whether that person is alive or in spirit for an hour, who would it be? And what would you talk about?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I probably would, this is probably cliche, but I probably talked to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not anybody? Yeah, yeah, anybody. I would just try to get as much understanding of how he really would say the world works versus what's gotten translated over millennia, you know, in is Yeah, what did what does he really say? And did he really turn water into wine? And how did he do that? And well, that, that
0: was except. the real that was the real story. Yeah. 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 Because, <laughs>
1: and I want to know how he does that. <laughs> <laughs> right, can we all do that? <laughs> Cuz I just was reading Conversations with God again. I hadn't read it for mm-hmm. a really long time and he's he talks about that in there about the idea that Jesus was trying to show us our potential that like mm-hmm. really we have those kinds of capabilities, but mm-hmm. people now attribute him to being like more like a god. Yep, you know, but he was human. So, yeah. I'd, I'd yeah. talk to Jesus. That would be it.
0: <laughs> that would be a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I've always wanted to talk with him as well. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been eye-opening and very interesting. And thank you for being here and sharing your story with us and enlightening us about the cards and intuition and everything. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.
0: I did too. And we'll have to have you back on again. And, Definitely. Um, I will uh, be interested to hear more about the uh, Camino trip as well. So, All right.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Did, yeah, that sounds great. But,
0: uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.